third day, he will raise us up. Somebody's changing level here tonight. You are that one, let me hear your revival of amen. By the encounter of tonight, 
Someone here is changing level supernaturally. I said by the encounter tonight, you shall be changing level supernaturally. One word from heaven. can turn anyone to emerge as anything any day, any time, anywhere. A word came the way of Jacob. It made a nation out of him. Lift up your two hands and desire an encounter in this third day of this spiritual week of emphasis, desire an encounter with the Lord via his word that will change your level supernaturally. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you tonight for the privilege to be in your presence one more time. Let tonight be a night of encounter with power indeed. Amen. Let no one return from this service without a lifelong story to tell. Amen. Thank you, Father. And blessed be your name in Jesus' name precious name. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise and please you may be comfortably seated. Be reminded that the prophetic focus for the month is empowered to go about my father's business. Empowered to go about my father's business. the most lucrative venture under the sun with incomparable and unmatchable returns. No one engages his heart to serve God without making strange marks on the earth. The returns from hearty engagement has no match on the earth. No human effort skill or expertise will ever match returns from heart-rooted stewardship. These returns are not just in spiritual quantities, 
they cover all areas of human desires. All areas of human desires. There was nothing great about Abraham. Otherwise, there will be some pressure on him not to go. His going was a relief to the community. I'll make you great to lament the tautology if you were great. But in no time, he had an army to himself that could take on the army of another nation. And whosoever you yield yourself to obey, a servant here whom you obey. Abraham, my servant. Psalm 105 and verse 42. There is no match under heaven with the returns that comes through to us via hearty engagement in stewardship. It didn't stop there. Jesus saw Abraham in that parable enthroned in heaven with Lazarus at his bosom. You must be on a chair. You can't be on the floor and somebody's at your bosom. And the rich fool said, Father Abraham. They still knew him as father. Send Lazarus that he would dip his water, his finger in the in water and cool my tongue. No match. A call to serve is therefore a privilege of enthronement. It's like, come, let me enthrone you. You had no natural royal blood in you, but now let me enthrone you if you will serve me. If you consider my servant Job, and he became the leading businessman of his days, he enthrones those who serve him. Nehemiah could not go to bed when he heard about the suffering of God's people. He went into weeks of fasting, and the cobbler suddenly emerged a captain. He enthrones those who serve him. David took his life in his hand and went to confront Goliath. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the army of the living God? He didn't go for the wars. He, he went against Goliath with an undying passion for his God. And he returned enthroned. And no king reigns in Israel until he's anointed. So empowerment is ultimately for our enthronement. It's your turn to be enthroned. It's your turn to be enthroned.
Understanding the persons and mission of the Holy Spirit is our teaching series for the midweek services for this month. Who is the Holy Spirit? Is our God-ordained, most dependable, most reliable, ever-present helper. We are helpless without him. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, he rises up within us to say, Stop that! Who are you? How dare you? It's expedient for that I go away. If I go not away, the comforter will not come to you. But when I go, I will send him. Praise God. And in John chapter 14, verse 17. Let's go to 16 first. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter. The word comforter means helper. That he may abide with you forever. Forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him for he dwelleth with you in my person and shall be in you. That's what makes him most reliable, most dependable, ever present helper. Is in you. After you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, it dwells in you. You can't say, oh, I forgot my helper at home. No, it's in you. When you are asleep, it's in you. When you are awake, it's in you. When you're on board the flight, it's in you. When you are driving on the road, it's in you. When you are going to walk, it's in you. When you are the turn, it's with you. That's why the same way Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. I'm saying by the Holy Ghost and from the word of God, you must be filled with the Holy Spirit or you remain helpless in the day of battle. You must be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I, I mentioned earlier on the first two days that there is no pre-qualification for baptism in the Holy Ghost. It's the free welcome gift of the Father into his kingdom. Praise God. Amen. They repented and were filled with the Holy Ghost. Those 3,000 fellows, they didn't have to minister the Holy Ghost to them anywhere else. Right there and then. In the house of Cornelius, they got saved while they were here in the world and they were filled with the Holy Ghost on the spot. No pre-qualification required. No pre-qualification required. Oh, you have to be clean before you can be filled. You can never be clean until you are filled. Stop putting the car before the horse. It's the spirit of holiness. It's no, there's no way you can be free without him. So don't assume it. Don't say because in the midst of those who are baptized, then you are baptized. Only the fuel in your car guarantees its motion. All the cars around me have fuel. You don't have fuel, you can't move. You won't know until when they say move. And then you find out all the cars have left you. The fire in the car of a wife cannot drive <laughs> the car of the husband. No. Each car must have its own way to be in motion. 
You can't get on the highway of life without fueling your car. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? We never heard there's anything like the Holy called the Holy Ghost. Ha! Where, what are you dying for baptized? How to jump up? My friend, you're losing out. Then he laid his hands on them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they speak the word of God. I mean, they speak with new tongues. Acts chapter 19, verse 1 to 6. And it is so automatic. You don't have to, mm, I'm waiting. No. The waiting stopped on the day of Pentecost. They waited for him to arrive. He arrived and has never gone back. So it's all over. It's even here now. As you are listening to me, your heart is open and you are born again already. You get filled. Amen. Praise God. He gives you utterance and then you are on. We don't practice tongues. He gives us utterance. As we get filled to show that I've come. I've arrived. I'm here already. Can I hear your amen? amen? No one lay hands on me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. My hunger and my thirst connected me and it filled me up to overflowing. Praise God. I told you about a woman that came away. They call her name, Mrs. Adeyemi. And then it mentioned to me in 1983 that I went to so and so. I went to so and so. I've been searching for the Holy Spirit all along. I said, You went to wrong places. You went to wrong places. There's only one baptizer. His name, is the Holy, his name is Jesus Christ. If you look up to him right now as so you sit in front of my desk, you'll be filled. That's it. I never lay hands on her. That's how automatic that gift is. Don't try to live without him. It's a risk. Don't try to live without him. It's a risk. Don't ever try to live without him. It's a risk. Give the Lord a big hand of praise, everybody. Remember the story of that pastor, a staunch Catholic, who got the book, Miracle and was led by the Spirit, whichever way it was, and got to a mountaintop near uh, their home where they lived, and sat down and read. Chapter 1, he gave his life to Christ consciously. <laughs> Chapter 3, he got filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Today, he's founder of a ministry, Miracle Seed Ministry. With branches of churches across a few states in Nigeria. 1985. No one was there to lead him to Christ. No one was there to lay hands on him. My God, God is more than willing to fill you now if you are ready. It's not a make-believe stuff. There are many people on your right and your left who are swimming in the blessedness of the Holy Spirit. It's real. It's real. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, for everyone that's yet to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, I decree your instant baptism now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Understanding the personal mission of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at a few of his mission. One, he strengthens us in our inner man against the day of battle. He strengthens us in our inner man against the day of battle. Ephesians 3 and verse 16. 
that he will grant you according to his riches in glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. Real might, functional might, is domiciled on the inside. How? The natural man receives not the sins of the Spirit of God because they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Wind back to verse 13. We things also we speak, not with what with man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And you know, he relates with our spirit man. So when he opens up the truth to you on any issue, he strengthens you in that area for command. If your strength fails in the day of, day of battle, then your strength is little. Proverbs 24 and verse 10. It is strength on the inside that determines the victory's command on the outside. Strength on the inside it's what determines the victory command on the outside. We mentioned this last Sunday, empowers us to prevail in prayers. Can you know what you're doing one hour? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew 26 and verse 41. The flesh is weak. So he empowers us to prevail on the altar of prayer. That spirit takes care of our prayer infirmities. The things that get you dozing in one minute. That make you wonder away in prayers. Clears them off. And puts you on your feet. For effectual fervent prayers. Can I hear your amen? Put you on your feet for effectual fervent prayers. Romans 8, 26 and 27. It says, likewise, the spirit, capital letter S, also helpeth our infirmities, our prayer weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be altered. And then he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for us for the saints according to the will of God. He gets you on course with the will of God in prayers supernaturally. Can I hear your amen? So without him, our prayer weaknesses will remain. Without him, you can be standing and sleeping. Some have perfected that. <laughs> all, all that they lack for someone to touch them and then you find them on the floor. 
they have the strategy for vertical sleep. I mean, they are all the workings of hell. Want to rob you of your time in God's presence. But it will never succeed anymore. Spirit of God, deliver me from every form of prayer infirmity. Lift up your right hand and pray. Spirit of God, deliver me from every form of prayer infirmities. Deliver me from every form of wandering on the altar of prayer. Deliver me from lack of focus while I stand in your presence. Deliver me from everything that makes prayer very dry and dredgy for me. Now, put me on my feet, Spirit of God. Put me on my feet from henceforth in my prayer life. Spirit of grace and supplication, empower me into next levels in my prayer life. Empower me into next levels in my prayer life. Pray that from the depth of your heart. Empower me into next levels in my prayer life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name we are praying. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Now, very interesting. Number three, it makes a man out of a child. The Holy Spirit. It makes a man out of a child. And a child shall lead them. Isaiah 11 verse 6. And he's talking about the manifestation of the Spirit of God from verse 1. The seven spirits that rested upon Jesus, which is available to us. It's called the Spirit of Christ. It makes a man out of a child. Makes a man out of a child. Makes a man out of a child. In Luke chapter 2 verse 47, at the age of 12, Christ was an amazement. You know, he was born of the Holy Ghost. It was an amazement. They were astonished at his understanding and answers. Astonished. Amazed. Now, what is it that makes a man? In understanding, be ye man. It is understanding that makes a man not age. In malice, be children. But in understanding, be ye man. Job 32, verse 7 and 8. I said, they should speak. And the month of years should teach wisdom. <laughs> but there's a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. So it's not a function of age or years, it's a function of understanding. A function of understanding. Now, here is what he said about Timothy And from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. 
which is in Christ Jesus, and from a child, and from a child, and from a child. So the Holy Ghost is able to make a man out of a child through revelation. Through what? Through revelation. He's able to make a man out of a child through revelation. The Holy Spirit is able to make a man out of a child through access to revelation. And from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus. You know, the charismatic movement was steered by teenagers. Steered by what? Men like Cora Roberts, like Kenneth Egan, like T.L. They were all teenagers. Fire! Fire! What the Holy Ghost brought through them is still moving around the earth today. It's part of here. We are a part of that. Fire! They stepped into that realm as teenagers. A child shall lead them. A child shall lead them. A child shall lead them. That's one of the great missions of the Holy Spirit. It enhances our rate of spiritual maturity by granting us uncheckered access to light. Many, many years ago, long before I got married, a couple came around for cancer. And on counseling them, they said, now, sir, in your own experience, I'm not married. They said, it's not true. <laughs> I'm not married. They said, it's not true. By divine privilege, I've been assessing light from scriptures since I was 16. Straight light. I saw me as a king when I was 16, redeemed as priests and kings to reign on the earth. Those were strange things to talk about. You king, how? King of what? Now, it got so strong to me that I would check myself out. Anytime I was going out, will a king go out like this? No, let me change. It got, I, it got hooked. I got hooked to it. Amen. And a child shall lead them. And a child shall lead them. And a child shall lead them. I began hearing the voice of God in very clear terms. <laughs> I mean, I was late. That was 22. Go forward. Make a left. Make a left. Now go forward. Right, direct. And a child shall lead them. When I said, God said, you better believe it. Uh, I'm used to that voice. I know when he speaks. And a child shall lead them. I know that many dramatic turnaround testimonies are reserved for winners this year. I mean winners worldwide, as individuals, as families, and as businesses. I heard from God. And a child 
shall lead them. Now, as for these four children, Daniel chapter 1 and verse 17. As for these four children, God gave them what? Knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions. My God, God gave them. Now today he gives us by the Holy Ghost who is sent to teach us all things, to bring to our remembrance all things. That's why we have heard of him. Hmm. As for this, God gave them. Now, in verse 21, and in all manner, verse 20, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all Israel. And you know the story? The king bowed down and worshipped Daniel, and a child shall lead him. Daniel became not a leader, but a god in the land of Babylon. Daniel became a god. The king bowed down and worshipped Daniel and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. A god, not a leader. He was a god to the king. He was a god to the land. Somebody's story is changing. Finally, this evening, he empowers us with grace for continuity in our work with God. Grace for continuity. He cloaks us with passion that many waters cannot quench. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptation. I will appoint to you a kingdom. Luke 22, verse 28 and, and to 30. <laughs> it takes continuity to be enthroned. And he empowers us with grace for continuity in our work with God. David brought Goliath down at 17. He ascended the throne at 30. It takes continuity to be enthroned. It takes continuity to be enthroned. That's why there are too many peasants in the body of Christ. Continuity. Continuity is a requirement for enthronement. Continuity is a requirement for enthronement. Continuity is a requirement for enthronement. I will put my spirit within him. Isaiah 42 and verse 1 to 4. I will put my spirit within him and he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Now, he shall not cry nor lift up nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bridge shall he nor break 
and the smoking flash shall he not quench, it shall bring forth judgment unto truth. Now verse 4. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he has set judgment in the earth and the eyes shall wait for him. He, he will be on and hot until mission is accomplished. I put my spirit within him. He shall not faint nor be discouraged. That is the force behind our continuity in our work with God. He shall not faint nor be discouraged. Now tonight I decree a fresh release of the spirit of stewardship that empowers you to live about fainting and discouragement in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, men and brethren, I've not lost one ounce of passion for Jesus since he connected me to the mystery of Matthew 3. It's just been growing and growing and growing. Now, I release that same grace upon your life today. You know, entrainment is in levels. You have a football captain in primary school, captain. And then you have one in secondary school, Rico. <laughs> you have one in the university, Maradona. He's still far from Olympics. You see what? It's not even in the club, the league of clubs, where they pick those fellows from. Now, he's looking for a local club in his country, after Maradona, after Rico. <laughs> Amen. After captain. And when you call him in primary school as captain, you find him like this, yeah. <laughs> Amen. He's a captain at his level. You know, levels pass levels. Levels pass levels. God is changing your level. There are some believers in church, they are just captain in primary school. They are busy doing like this. <laughs> his captainship has no impact on his street. And here is someone with God's grace upon him to impact on the world. Not even on his nation, not on his city, but on the world. But he just backs out. Well, with what to eat and what to drink, send children to school, what am I looking for? It terminates his destiny. Young will not be terminated. Yeah. Let me hear your loudest, amen. Yeah. Once upon a time, our church was said to be the largest in Kaduna. After some time, image is the largest in the north. Then after some time, it's getting larger and larger and larger. And the world is saying, okay, that's the largest congregation in the world today. They are all in levels. All in levels. May you not be deceived anymore. Because the whole essence of this is genuine stewardship. It's not tied to that. It's the titles are too many. All over the places. Most reverend, archbishop, archpope, arch... Too many. Too many. Too many.
Somebody's tone is changing tonight. If that's you, let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. And let me hear your loudest amen. Now listen. As we close on this point, God is still in the business of transference of grace. Today. Numbers 11, 16, and 17, God said to Moses, pick out 70 elders, those who know to be elders of the people, and officers over them, and bring them to the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there before me. And then uh, he called them up, he said, I will take of my spirit, of the spirit that's upon you, and we put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not alone. And then he came down in 24 and 25, and God took the spirit upon Moses and gave, up, gave to them, and they prophesied, and they ceased not. I am the Lord, I change not. He's still doing that today. God is still taking the spirit upon his prophets and apostles and putting them upon those who care for it. 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 Those who crave for it. Those who yearn for it. God is still in that business today. Can I hear your amen? Christ also taught that we can step into another man's labor. John 4 and 38. Others have labored and ye have stepped into their labor. Others have labored and ye have entered into their labor. Ye have entered. And so Paul said, ye are all partakers of my grace. Philippians 1, 7. You can partake of the grace you never had to labor for by positioning yourself to tap into the grace of God upon any anointed to whom the Lord sends you. Any anointed to whom the Lord sends you. Now here comes the thing that will break the pride of this generation. We only have an inheritance in fathers. Not in apostles, not in prophets, not in evangelists, not in teachers, not in a coach, but in a father. Interestingly, God's ordained prophets are ordained as spiritual fathers to whom they are sent to. Every God-ordained prophet is sent as a father to the people to whom they are sent. Not everybody will receive them as fathers. So not everybody can be a partaker of what they carry. We saw Elisha exclaim, My father, my father, the child of Israel, the horsemen thereof. Second Kings chapter 2 and verse 12. And then Second Kings chapter 6 and verse 21, the king of Israel cried to Elisha, my father, my father, 
shall I smite them? My father, they are fathers to kings. Fathers to sons and daughters to whom they are sent. Who care to receive them as such? Whosoever receives a prophet as a prophet will receive the prophet's reward. Matthew 10 and verse 41. When you receive a prophet as a father, you become entitled to a spiritual DNA, reproducing after his order. Reproducing after his order. A good man liveth an inheritance for his children's children. Proverbs 13, 22. Today, God is restoring sonship and fatherhood to the body of Christ. Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And what will happen? And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So there shall be diverse manifestations of the spirits of just men made perfect in these last days. Can I hear your loudest amen? Can I hear your loudest amen? It is natural for a child to share the DNA of his father. Very natural. In the same vein, all genuine sons and daughters of a prophet share the spiritual DNA of their father. And the spirit of Elijah came upon Elisha and was generating results after the same order. As noted in scriptures, every living creature produces after its kind. Genesis 1, 24 and 25, produces after his kind. This is what it takes. A prophet you don't believe cannot be a blessing to you. Number one, Second Chronicles 20, 20. Believe the Lord your God, you shall be established. Believe also his prophet, and so shall you prosper. Number two, a prophet you do not receive, you cannot assess the rewards he carries. Matthew 10 and 41. Number three, the prophet you don't honor from your heart, you cannot tap into the virtue he carries. Number 16, 1 to 23, 1 to 33, Data Quran Nabiram where you get lost. <laughs> Mark chapter 6, he could dare do no mighty work because, and they marvel and they don't believe because this is Joseph, uh, Jesus, the son of Joseph, the carpenter. Now, a prophet whose world you despise, the grace he carries cannot impart on your life. Even if God opens the window, at this stage be, 
No, 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 don't, don't bamboozle us. Don't, uh, no, 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 we are not dummies. Hmm. This is an academic environment. We are big wits here. Don't talk sort of things to us. The prophet whose words you despise cannot impact on your life. Number five, a prophet you consider yourself to be at the same level with cannot be a source of blessing to you. Without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. River never flows uphill, it always flows downhill. It never flows uphill, it always flows downhill. No river ever flows uphill, it always flows downhill. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 8. Without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. Number six, a prophet you see as your relation, a friend or an acquaintance. His ministry cannot impact on your life. Moses had Aaron and Miriam. They were his relations. And Miriam was taking law to his hand. And then he got struck. The disciples of Christ were just clamoring around him. And a woman came and touched. They were too used to him. Nothing was flowing from him to them. Somebody touched me about you going out of me. Say, we're all talking you now. We're all here, my friend. He said, no, somebody touched me. Somebody drew something. You can be so close and draw nothing. Chapter 8 of Luke, and verse 43 to 46. Now, finally, you cannot take the mantle of a prophet you are ashamed to identify with publicly. You cannot take the mantle of any prophet you are ashamed to identify with publicly. You cannot carry the mantle of a prophet you are ashamed to identify with publicly. You cannot. You cannot. Some are ashamed to put stickers on their cars. They are ashamed to put it on their door. Where are you coming from? From somewhere. Replicate the grace of any prophet you are ashamed to identify with publicly. You have seen that in my life. You don't need to hear it, just see it. From the inception of this ministry, nobody ever steps in here without hearing Egan said. Egan said. Egan said. I'm carrying his mantle today around the world. Again said, again said, he passed the mantle of the word of faith for global impact. God passed it from him to me. Again said, you cannot carry the mantle of a prophet you are ashamed to identify with publicly. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. And it's foolishness to be shameful of what is gainful. You have seen the raw power of God in manifestation in this place in all dimensions, in all ramifications. What 
what will any devil do for you? The day this ministry will be defeated will be the day that God is defeated. It's resident here, sir. And with you always, even to the end of the age, as long as you are in pursuit of my mission, I guarantee you my eternal presence. And if God be for us, what? If God be for us, who? Well, that will be your story from now. You have this plus tonight to trade with if you are interested. You have this plus tonight to trade with if you are interested. Again, never owed a dime. David and this ministry never owes a dime. Whatever Egan said by the Spirit, God confirmed. Whatever this tiny one says by the Spirit, he has never stopped confirming it. You cannot carry the mantle of a prophet you are ashamed to identify with publicly. The world of prosperity has prospered here globally. It has become a global identity. You cannot carry the mantle of any prophet you are ashamed to identify with publicly. Over to you. Lift up your right hand, everybody. My desire is to see everybody in this commission replicate the grace of God that's upon this servant. It's not by skill. It's not by strength. It's an election of grace. Lift up your right hand and ask God, Lord, I want to tap into the grace that operates in this place. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. How many have seen the efficacy of Matthew 63 in this short man? Have you seen that efficacy? I labor my brother anymore, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Do you want that grace? Cry for it now, man. You cry for it. Only a fool does not know what he, what he needs when he sees it. If you need it, cry for it. There is no private testimony in scriptures. Every testimony is a point of your heritage. All this time you get weakened, you get tired, you, you know, they push you to go to church, push you to carry your Bible, you just sit down and be wondering. You, know, you don't need that. That grace is not flowing. The grace for consistency in serving God with your resources, you need it. But you have to ask for it. So you do it today, you stop tomorrow, go on sabbatical, go on uh, terminal leave, go. all kinds. All kinds. From 82 till date, I've never been reminded. I've never been encouraged. And I've never been discouraged. It's all grace. As you are burning everything, see that you are burning this grace also. 
see that you are bound in this grace also. Grace for tireless commitment to God in the interest of his kingdom. Lift up your two hands. Whatever grace you desire that you can see made manifest in this life of your prophet, now reach out for it. Stop just roaming run, about. Reach out for it. Reach out for it. Reach out for it. Remember the third day of every <laughs> spiritual conversion is, is a breakthrough night. Now, tap into that breakthrough grace. That breakthrough grace that makes all things keep working. The grace of undying love for God and his of his kingdom, reach out for it. Take it now tonight if you're interested. Jesus, precious name, we are praying. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we are praying. Amen. I never saw this raw, but I saw it in Ezekiel. That whatever he said came to pass in Ezekiel 37. And I went to look for that for three nights. On a mountain, rain fell, sunshine, I stayed there. No bath, no water for washing your mouth. No bottle water is in those days. You either have a well or you don't have water. Right? I returned. You have seen raw confirmation of Bible-based declarations, and yet it doesn't move you. Man, if you can see it and you desire, crave for it. It will be released. You don't have to be by flowing water and be dying of thirst. Something is happening here, and you are ordained to be a partaker of it. That's why you are in this church. Now, my prayer is that your life will replicate every grace that this commission exudes. Amen. We've never known a better yesterday. You'll never suffer a setback anymore. Amen. But what came upon the head is what flows down the beers and down the garments, and down to the foot. So your connectivity is vital to assessing the grace that flows in here. Your genuine connectivity, not social club membership. Genuine connectivity entitles you to it. Praise God. Praise God. The same way the world will never forget that Egan came. They can't forget that this man came. No, the world can't forget it. The world can't forget it. In the same way, the world will not forget that you came. Amen. This is happening raw before you, my God. I mean, what do you need? Happening every day. Testimonies after testimonies. You almost come. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. We are just simply here celebrating your grace. Let everyone here become a partaker Amen. of this grace Amen. that you have made available to us in this commission. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. And please get seated. Amen. Well, you are here tonight. You are not born again yet. The only one way to become a partaker of the happiness of this month 
is to become a member of the household of God through salvation in Jesus Christ. So if you're here tonight, you'll let me to pray with you to be born again, to become a child of God, to have your sins forgiven, and have just become your Lord and Savior, and secure eternity with Christ at the end of your journey. Wherever you are, I'll be glad to pray with you. Please stand to your feet. If you want, want me to pray that prayer, stand to your feet. That applies to all of us that are in the various Zona Fellowship Centers across Lagos and Ota. God bless you. Somebody is standing up. God bless you. Wherever you are, get up on your feet. It's your turn for a change of story. Get up on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There are also people here tonight that need to rededicate their life to Christ, to stage a comeback to their Heavenly Father, to return home from whatever journeys they have made. You are here tonight to want to return home to your Heavenly Father. Please stand to your feet and I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. You want to return home tonight to your Heavenly Father? Stand to your feet. It's your time for a change of story. Stand to your feet. God is writing your story tonight. Stand to your feet. That applies to all of us in the various Zona Fellowship Centers. Now, all of us who are standing both for the first and second call, please make your way straight to the front, and then I'll be praying with you. Please come. In case you didn't stand up then, you want to stand right now, join us quickly. Come over here. Come over here. Join us quickly. Join us quickly. At the various Zona Fellowship Centers, please move on to the altar area. The pastors are waiting there to receive you. Church, give the Lord a big hand for these precious souls. Thank you, Jesus. Please bow your heads for prayers, everyone. In front, lift up your right hand to heaven. And pray this prayer after me from the depth of your heart. Say after me, Lord Jesus. Save my soul. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe that you died for me. On the third day you rose again. That I may be justified. Right now, I believe my sins are now forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. And I proclaim you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me back to the faith. I will serve you all the days of my life. From this moment, I believe sin shall no more have dominion over my life. I will make heaven by your grace. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, be blessed in the name of Jesus. I cover each of you with the blood of Jesus. Remain covered against all assaults of the wicked one. Grace to run this race to the end. Receive it now in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Congratulations. Please stand to your feet and walk with the officials here. Submit your cards in there. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Amen. Please stand to your feet. From John chapter 6, Jesus himself unveiling the mystery 
of the communion said, as the living Father sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Now, that scripture is so easy, simple to understand. Whosoever has sent me, has sent my Father. John 14, 9. As the living Father sent me, as I, and I live like the Father, so he that eats me, he shall live like me. Whatever you know is unlike Jesus. Consciously reject it now. And whatever you know is the nature of Jesus that is not at work in you, consciously demand for it from this communion table. Sickness is not part of his nature. Hatred, malice, filthiness. It's not part of his nature. But you have passion. You have compassion. You have tireless devotion. You have prayer that prevails. Reach out your two hands to heaven and call for every aspect of his nature that you desire to see work in your life. Call for it. Call for it. Call for it. Every aspect of the nature of Christ that you desire to see working in your life, call for it. Jesus, I want your fullness to be made manifest in my life as I partake of the communion table tonight. Your fullness, your fullness of wisdom, of understanding, your fullness of effectual prayer and supplication, your fullness of passion for souls, your fullness of compassion for the afflicted, your fullness. Lord, I desire your fullness to be made manifest in my life as I partake of this communion table. Your fullness of health and vitality. I desire it, Lord Jesus. I desire it, Lord Jesus. Your fullness of insight to the things of the Spirit. I desire it, Jesus. Let the stewards stay their positions right now. Desire that consciously. Desire it genuinely. Desire it heartily. Don't fake it. Don't fake it. Reach out for it. Reach out for it. Lord, let your fullness take hold of me tonight. Let your nature overwhelm me tonight. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. In the name of Jesus, we are praying. Amen. Now, look up here. If you partake of this with faith in your heart and the word you have heard, not even the sky will be your limit. Amen. As set on high above all nations of the earth. Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. That was his nature. Doing the will of the Father. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. That was his nature. Never suffer the breakdown ones. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the nature of practical obedience to every instruction of the Father, receive it now. Yeah.
the nature of compassion for the afflicted, compassion for the unsaved. Receive it now. The giving nature, I mean, that is in Christ, he gave and gave until he gave his life. Receive the giving nature of Christ now. My prayer tonight is that everyone lives here looking much more like Jesus than ever before. The nature of thinking right, speaking right, taking right steps, following the leaders of the Father, receive it now. The nature of health and wholeness that was bodily made manifest in Christ. Receive it now. And so shall it be. The table set tonight, both here and across our various zona fellowship centers, is hereby declared the flesh and the blood of Jesus. As you partake of it, be empowered to live like Jesus, spirit, soul, and body. In Jesus' precious name. So shall it be. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. And um, please get seated as you take your turn.
Slothful, but followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. No lazy man has a future anywhere and not in the kingdom. No lazy man, you can't be walking and not know. <laughs> when the Lord called me to me, I said, God forbid that I should be found in my house. So we began office at a table tennis room. Here is the proof of the work today. Over 35,000 people in Nigeria alone and their monthly wages in this church. 35,000. You can't be working and not know. You owe Jesus two souls if you're interested. You're not interested? Good luck. Those interested and are working it, it will show tomorrow. Please wake up and partner with Jesus in rewriting your story. Any faith that seeks to make God absolutely responsible 
for the outcome of your life is an irresponsible faith. That is what you and I must do for God to work. You don't repent, it can't save you. You don't work, you lose worth. You don't serve, you lose your throne. These are all biblical covenant verdicts. You are interested, take position in it. After all, the greater one day, following Jesus so hard, 45 years running, and running consciously with a business-mindedness. 45 solid years of no one day of regret. God is up to something in your life. This year must culminate in your undeniable, massive turn around. Yeah. The three weeks remaining can mark a turning point in your life if you are interested. That man said, I will not leave church today until something happens. And on his way home, he was witnessing. In the night, he was thinking, employer came to his house. Not come to us. Employer came to his house. My God. Employer came to his house. Now somebody recommended you. Employer came to his house. People go to employers. God will surprise you this year. Don't count it as luck. See it as somebody committed to working in the light that he caught. God will decorate your life. Lift up your two hands. I release the blessings of this house upon you and your household. I decree that you and your household be turned into signs and wonders on the earth. In the name of Jesus. I decree your turnaround package fully delivered this year. And for those who are ready for it, fully delivered before this season is over. Somebody singing a new song between now and August 1. Somebody's new song is taken off this week. In the name of Jesus. Now let me admonish everybody be part of tomorrow's morning um, prayer mountain program where we extend for just 30 minutes, 5.30 to 7 a.m. and Devor to be there and is holding in all our covenant hour of prayer centers, too many. So there must be one very close to where you live, all the zones. You can plug in and be part of that prayer time. It will be awesome. My prayer is that after this season, every one single member of this church worldwide will begin to manifest the multiple grace, multifaceted grace that's upon this commission. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lift up those two hands and give God thanks. Lift your hand, lift your voice, and give thanks to him. Give him the praise, give him the glory. Give honor and adoration unto him.
celebrate him for all of the encounters. Give him the praise and the glory. Is worthy of all praise. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. For in Jesus' precious name, we have given thanks. Somebody believe, say loud, amen. amen. Let's share the goodness of the Lord together. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Peace. Welcome to 2021, your year of supernatural turnaround. Then expect turnaround to become your new identity from henceforth. Amen and amen. You are blessed. Congratulate somebody as you go and be blessed as you do so.